Welcome to the Tokyo Lens Podcast. And as always, if you are a regular listener, welcome back. So I think it's pretty safe to say that Japan has an image to many people. It's renowned for its silent trains where talking on the phone is even frowned upon. And most host families for schools and universities will remark that the Japanese students they have tend to be the most quiet and respectful. But in all reality, Japan is the loudest country I have ever been to in my life. And this isn't some kind of metaphor. Japan is actually loud. It's, well, more noisy or or is it and that's what we're talking about today but that whole or is it question we'll come back to that a little bit later but let's start with some examples so for anybody who's been to japan you may be well acquainted with the area of shibuya you walk into the area of shibuya and you go to pretty much any restaurant or even walk through the streets and you will be graced with the sounds of young women screaming yabai or kawaii or if you were to ever go into any izakaya in japan you'll be graced with a mind-blowingly definitely loud experience the more salary men that just fill into there just the louder it gets and this is even worse through the streets of Tokyo. Now I'm going to sidebar here just for a second to say that the purpose of today's podcast is by no means to whine or complain or any of that. If anything, it's more the opposite or to just share information. In fact, while doing research for this podcast, the thing that kind of broke my heart the most is I found countless blogs online kind of complaining about noise in Japan. And each of them talked about how inconvenient it was to them. And the comments sections were filled with people being like, oh, I know this is the noisiest country ever. But I have a little bit of a different take on it. But in order to get to that take, I want to share as much background information with you guys as possible because I know not all of you either live in Japan or can even come to Japan. So I thought it might be fun. So we're going to get back into the podcast content itself. So as I was saying, this can even be worse as you hit the streets of Tokyo. You see, for those of you who have been to Tokyo, you may be familiar with the music trucks. You see, there are these music trucks that are used by um, bands and music agencies where they will... It's basically just a giant transport truck. It's literally just a transport truck where instead of just having panels on the sides of the trailer on the back, they'll have giant advertisements for some artist or something like that. More often than not, lit up from the inside. And the truck will be covered in loudspeakers just blaring the music of that artist through the streets of Tokyo as they drive around. A famously noisy truck that used to drive through Tokyo that I don't see as much anymore was the robot restaurant truck. That one, that was disruptive. But right now, 
the one thing that really got me thinking about this particular podcast topic is that it is currently political campaign season in Japan. You see, this is probably one of the worst seasons for noise. And at times it can get so bad that you can't even hear your own conversations because it gets so noisy. But we're going to loop back to that. So I want to start by talking about noise laws. A lot of it comes down to the cultural approach when it comes to, is it cultural I would say more local approach when it comes to noise laws. You see, for example, in the United States, a vehicle creating an excessive amount of noise, that's that's illegal. And in Japan, to many people, it would seem as though it's not. We'll get back to that. But the fact is, in Japan, a really famous example of this would be the Bosozoku. The Bosozoku, for those of you who don't know, are people who will take their cars and more, more recognizably their motorcycles and go out of their way to either put on the largest and loudest muffler that they possibly can, or for some of them, remove the muffler altogether. These bikes are are incredibly loud and they drive the streets with the sole purpose of creating noise. They literally drive and rev their engine. I don't have an audio clip of it, but they will drive through the streets going vroom, 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 vroom. like like that's that's all of them. There'll be like anywhere between three and ten bikes just driving down the street repeatedly revving their engines over and over and over. It's very loud. It is very disruptive. It's borderline quite surprising and shocking the very first time you hear it. But that, you know, on, on one end, you, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, the, these are young people just doing something crazy. And if you've listened to some of the previous podcast content, you'll know that in Japan, some of that young craziness is forgiven to a certain degree with the understanding and expectation that when these people reach full adulthood that they're more than likely going to have to fall in line and get a normal Japanese job and become a normal part of Japanese society. So the police will do what they can to contain them and kind of manage them, if you will. But they're not super aggressive on chasing them down or stopping them, as you might expect. In fact, if you were to go out to the area of Daikokufuto, an area that is known for its loud cars and fancy cars, there you'll see some of the most just unbelievably fancy and loud vehicles you'll ever see in your life. And more often than not, the police will show up. And they'll just kind of spend time hanging around or they'll once a month, maybe twice a month, they'll ask people, not can you file out of here, you're loitering or something like that. But it's more of a gesture than it is like a, you know, a more, wow, I am struggling with English today, guys. I am sorry. This is, this is what I get for trying to record a podcast first thing in the morning. I was like, I've got this. I can do this. <clears throat> Anyways, getting back to it. Um, a really famous example that is hitting the streets of Tokyo right now, and it's it's the one that I said I'd come back to, is the political vans. You see, right now, with it being 
voting and election season, there are vans that drive through Tokyo creating an incredible amount of noise. And since I wanted to give you guys a bit of a feel for what it actually sounds like, I went out into the area of Asakusa the other day and recorded a little sample of the area. So I chose to jump out of the house for a little bit and record this specific segment out on the road um, so that you guys can see what it feels like to be walking the streets of Tokyo while all of this is going on. Now, surprisingly, the truck that's nearby me isn't even that loud. Um, they're just running one simple speaker setup that has a woman sitting in the back of the truck with a microphone making the announcement that you're hearing right now. Some of the bigger trucks will actually have like several people making announcements saying like, oh, this is the person, this is the person, please vote for them, da -da 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 -da. please support them, blah, 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 blah. And like, they'll have several people saying it all at the same time and it can be really, really noisy. I had actually come out in the hopes of uh, getting something a little more tangible and loud and something that would really show you guys what the area feels like during this time. But Murphy's Law being what it is, as soon as I got out here, they all disappeared. I, was, I, I literally specifically chose this time to come out and do this segment because I was like, oh man, is it loud outside right now? This would be a perfect opportunity to showcase just what this is like. But anyway, uh, as you can tell, things have kind of quieted down in the background. It also helps that I'm a little bit closer to Kaminarimon right now. Um, which is like the, the, the core or heart of Asakusa. And because it's a high traffic area, they can pass through here, but they can't really stop their vehicles here. So you can hear them still just a little bit in the background. Now this time of year and these vans and the noise that they make can be a trigger for a lot of people. If you spend any amount of time online, especially on places like Twitter, it's a fairly commonly complained about point by both Japanese people and non-Japanese alike. And even more surprisingly is the fact that this is done everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere like i'm pretty sure we can all assume that you know parking the van in front of a station and making your announcements there that that's understandable but the streets small neighborhoods even side neighborhoods little residential zones the countryside pretty much everywhere you see being in front of the station now that's that's kind of understandable that's one thing but parking your van in in front of a tiny set of houses, that, that is a totally other thing. You see, a while back, before living in Asakusa, I lived in this tiny area out in western Tokyo. Now, this particular area that I lived in was kind of a mix between a residential area and borderline countryside. And I lived in this tiny set of houses that were all kind of facing each other, like in a cul-de-sac form of manner. And I was incredibly surprised when one day one of these political vans rocked its way into our little cul-de-sac style neighborhood 
early morning, I'd say somewhere around 8.30 a.m., and started blasting their speakers. Now, at the time, it, it was I, I was up already. It was you know not that much of a a bother to me. Well, it was a bother, but it's not like it woke me up or anything. And I started thinking, like, what what if somebody wanted to call the police on this? Like, would they be able to do that? You you would have to assume, like, for example, if construction work has become so disruptive that it's actually impacting the neighborhood, and the police are getting enough complaints the police will work with the construction company to change their hours of construction or something like that. Every now and then there is like mandatory nighttime road construction, but we will touch on construction a little bit more later on. But anyways, the point being that it seems like the kind of thing that you you would be able to call the police for, yet nobody did. And when I spoke to some of the neighbors about it, pretty much everyone was just like, ah, yeah, it happens pretty much every year. That guy just parks in here. And now the real kicker of it, I was like, well, you can barely understand what they're saying over the loudspeaker. And everyone said the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's even worse because you know, that, that loudspeaker is just projecting. And then in our house, we really can't understand what they're saying because they're muffled. So they're literally just there making noise and nobody's listening. And considering the fact that nobody's actually listening, the number of trucks that drive through Tokyo with the sole purpose of noise and announcements is kind of shocking and surprising. The only trucks that actually have speakers clear enough are the ones that drive through the city saying, We'll collect your old furniture, your broken electronics, etc., etc. They speak really slowly, really clearly, and for some reason, they've, they've just got it tuned right in so you can hear them. A little bit of sidebar about what that's about. In Japan, it's you have to pay to throw out larger garbage. So if you want to get rid of an old TV, maybe a chair, something like that, you actually have to go to the convenience store. You have to purchase a sticker roughly for the size of whatever it is. And you've got to put that sticker on the garbage before you can put it out. Otherwise, they will not take it. So a lot of people will wait for one of these trucks to come through that takes these old like sofas, TVs, tables, whatever it may be, and they'll like wave them down. It's kind of like, you know, back in Canada, we have the ice cream guy, and he slowly goes through the neighborhood ringing the bells, and, you know, people come running out of their houses, go, oh, I want ice cream. Well, it it's like a much less exciting version of that. You know, every now and then you will see somebody come out of their building and be like, I have a chair. Can you help me bring it down? And so, but they aren't the only ones. You see, as we talked about, there are those musical trucks uh, that, that have that as well. And we talked a little bit there about construction. Amazingly, unlike the exact opposite side of things, Japan is the only country that I've been to where I've seen giant microphones and decibel monitors set up at construction sites. If you've been to Tokyo and you've had the chance to walk around, it's something you may notice that major construction sites 
aside from having gated walls, which they try to, it, it's set up in a way that they hope to reduce noise pollution with the construction. They also have decibel meters, which show you how loud the construction itself is. So this seems like a pretty good time in the episode to touch on the topic of noise laws. You see, I'm not a lawyer, so I'll avoid specifics, but it's not like Japan doesn't have laws related to noise. It does. But as with many countries around the world, sometimes the laws are on the books just for when they want them rather than all the time, if that makes any sense. You see, some odd and archaic laws are kept on the books for an extended period of time, even in like a country like Japan, just for the sake of uh, flexibility of the police, if you will. In fact, until a couple of years ago, there was a law in Japan that prevented dancing at night. You technically could not legally dance at night in Japan until a couple of years ago. That law just changed. And it's not that they heavily enforced, you know, dancing at night as this criminal act, but what it did do is it gave the Japanese police the flexibility and ability to raid nightclubs and do checks and bars and stuff like that without needing a warrant because everybody there dancing was already breaking the law so they could just go in and check for drugs or whatever they wanted. So in that sense, some laws are more on the books for the flexibility of those enforcing them than for the overall... Anyways, I, th I think we've touched on that enough. But you see, the, the, the issue overall is really compounded for many people by how thin Japanese walls are. You see, many Japanese houses don't really even have insulation. That's another really common culture shock and complaint that I hear from a lot of people when they come to Japan. Is that they'll, they'll you know, especially, I wouldn't say many people, but definitely people from the northern United States or from Canada or from basically any cold country in Europe. They're like, how are Japanese houses not insulated? How is central heating not a thing? What is going on here? And that really translates into noise as well. So one of the places that I used to live in, which was right in front of Kaminarimon, which is the main uh, like gate for the Sensoji Temple in Asakusa. I used to live really, really close to there. But unfortunately, the building that I lived in was incredibly old to the level where you could clear as day, hear the next door neighbor sneeze, or if there was someone walking down the street and coughing, you'd be able to hear that. So things like these political trucks and everything get really, really loud. But coming closer to the point that I wanted to make in this episode now that I've been rambling on for Lord knows how long. The last year has got me thinking about something. You see, I've traveled a lot in the last year and I've noticed something that's obvious, but at the same time, maybe not all that obvious. 
I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Typically, noisy places are noisy and quiet places are quiet. I, I know it seems like, like redundantly obvious, but l- let me elaborate just a little bit. You see, in a noisy place, you're not surprised by noise. In fact, you may not even be bothered by noise. Um, but in a quiet place, noise really stands out and it feels louder. A point in case, you know, the, those quiet trains we talked about at the beginning of the episode, from time to time, when a loud group of students or drunk salarymen will get on the train, it feels incredibly disruptive and terrible. It's unbelievable how you're just like, wow, there are people this loud in Japan? Like, what is going on? But you see, as an example, while I was in Seoul, Korea, taking on the trains, uh, everyone was talking constantly. People were on the phone, they were laughing, they were you know, shouting across the train to each other. But it didn't really stand out at all because it was all the time. It was in the stations, it was on the trains, it was constant. It's kind of like being at an airport. When there's an airport that has constant non-stop announcements and noise around you, it just fades into the sound of it. But when you are sitting on a quiet Japanese train that has been quiet for the last 20 minutes of your ride, and a young group of students gets on and starts laughing and yelling and giggling, that stands out and everyone on the train looks. So this has really got me thinking, is Japan really all that noisy? Or is it actually so quiet that any noise is just extrapolated and stands out 10 times more? And kind of thinking about this is how I've started my morning and one of the reasons that I ended up recording this podcast first thing in the morning because until eight o'clock this morning it was silent I had my windows open just kind of I I cooked some steak last night so I, I kind of wanted to refresh the house but I had the windows open and was just enjoying the peaceful, quiet feel of the air, maybe the odd helicopter going by here and there. And then around 8.05 hit, and boom, the political trucks just... And yesterday I was sitting thinking, wow, you know, these, these political trucks are quite noisy. And I read through the blogs and I found everybody complaining. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to take that angle. I kind of want to, I want to take a little bit of a different angle. And that angle hit me this morning when I realized just how incredibly silent it was until those political trucks hit despair being in the core of Tokyo and that got me thinking about the trains and it got me thinking about restaurants and everything of the like and I realized that you know it might not be that Japan is such a loud place or such a quiet place as much as it's just an inconsistent place in terms of noise but for those of you who have been to Japan, I'm going to leave the final decision with you. What do you think? Do you think 
Japan is a quiet place or do you think Japan is a noisy place? I think it's a beautiful mix of both and without one we can't really appreciate the other which is kind of where I love being where I am right now. All the noise in the political trucks make me appreciate the quiet moments when they hit and on the other hand, in what might seem like a little bit too much positivity, I also kind of want to train myself to take the view that all that noise, that's the sound of life. That's the sound of people. Those people getting on the train and laughing and screaming and joking, they're just enjoying their life. And hopefully these politicians, this gets them out of the office. They get to enjoy driving through the streets, speaking on a loudspeaker, get to interact with the public maybe a little although you know we kind of already cover that they're being ignored so sorry guys maybe nobody's listening to you but at least you got out of the office and got to enjoy the weather on a nice sunny day like today so that is pretty much the episode for today guys uh it felt like it was kind of all over the place. Uh, lesson learned, I will no longer be recording podcasts at 8.30 in the morning. I usually wait until the afternoon or evening when my mind, body, and voice have woken up a lot more than this, but I wanted to get this one out to you guys today. And considering it's going to take a little bit of editing to put all of this together, I figured it'd be best just to, just to get it boxed off. Anyway, guys, um, I say this all the time, but if this podcast gave you any value at all, it would really mean the world to me if you would jump onto iTunes and leave a little bit of a review. Uh, to those of you who have been doing that lately, there's been a spike in reviews. It means like every single one of those that's coming in just really makes my day. A couple of you have reached out and said, hey, I can't find where on google podcast or whatever to leave a review so there might not be a place there but if you're willing to leave a review on itunes it would mean the world to me i've rambled on about this forever i think i'm just gonna wrap that up right there thank you guys so much for joining today i hope the rest of your day is absolutely spectacular and you know i will talk to you again real soon